Hey there, Sport of Business podcasters. I hope your week is off to a great start if you're catching this at the beginning of your week. And, you know, I'm gearing up for summer here. And one of the things I got going on this summer is that I am completely stoked to be hosting a Fuel Your Passion business seminar here at my gym in, in Kansas City, Missouri. So we're right downtown. Uh, there's a ton going on this summer. Uh, it'll be a fun weekend, seminar aside. But um, let's talk about, you know, why should you come to honestly any business seminar. I'm not not even talking about this one. You should go to a business seminar this summer. Just find one closest to you. Uh, you know, I just got some feedback from somebody that went to our last one in just outside of DC in Fairfax County. And and this guy said, you know, there's so many reasons to list why I didn't want to offer certain things like specialty classes, uh, you know, PT sessions or open gym. And he said, you know, every single one of these reasons was addressed at the seminar. So uh, he said it's the first thing that he began to work on when he got home from the seminar. And, you know, and that's that's really good to hear because that's the value of uh, spending a weekend to really work on your business is that you may uncover, you know, in the case of this gym owner, he uncovered a new revenue stream for his business that he potentially didn't know was there. And honestly, like, one client, one PT package uh, already turns a profit on the cost of registration for any kind of these seminars. So for the podcast listeners, we want to give you a break on registration. So go to 321goproject.com, click on one of the banners that says Fuel Your Passion Business Seminar, um, register, use the discount code PODCAST50 at checkout to receive a break off the uh, off your registration. Again, 321goproject.com. Use a promo code PODCAST50 to get 50 bucks off your registration. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you in Kansas City. All right, welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of the Sport of Business podcast. No, um, we're joined today by Stefan Cox. He's a uh, owner of CrossFit Turbine in Carroll Stream, uh, which is just outside of Chicago. It's a great, fun gym, cool place to be. Uh, first off, Stefan, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, so, Stefan, I haven't really quite decided when I'm going to release this. So, this episode is either our one year anniversary of the podcast or it is our one year and one week episode. Uh, uh, celebration. So, in either in either scenario, thanks for taking the time today, man. I feel so special. <laughs> so, Stefan, uh, let us know what did you do before you opened a gym. I was spent uh, many years in the financial world. Um, uh, I was an insurance broker. I was a financial analyst, advisor. Um, I started a web a social media website part time, focusing on. Um, CrossFit athletes and, and more of a professional business uh, website called RX Networking, and then um, so that left the financial world when we moved from northern New Jersey out here, out to Chicagoland, and um, decided to we started this crazy idea of, of opening one of these CrossFit gyms, and you know, yada yada yada. Here we are, twenty months later, and probably one of the best decisions we, we've ever made. Did you always have a feeling of like wanting to do something entrepreneurial? I I did. I've always I've, I've had a, a couple other businesses too, um, and it's you know I'm I've, I'm a guy that 
has a lot of ideas. It, what I need is usually people surround myself with people around with people who will help me let those ideas come to fruition. So um, I had a, a marketing business down in North Carolina that worked with my father's business and worked with other businesses like his all across the country. Um, I had the I was a lobbyist, uh, state state level for a little while with a buddy of mine, um, and then I had the, the the website. But in between all those times, I was also in the financial world um, as as a broker. So you've always kind of had a little side hustle going on. Always, yeah, trying, yeah. So it, all about the hustle. <laughs> so is CrossFit Turbine the first time that that side hustle turned into something full time? It is. Uh, the marketing was full-time. Um, mm-hmm. Lobbying was full-time. Uh, the website eventually became full-time. Um, but this is, this is the first time that, that it's something that I, I really had, have a passion for. Um, and it's not just a passion for working out. You know, it's a passion for seeing what fitness does to everybody, to our members, how it changes and how, how, why they're here or what they want to get out of being here and that that's really allows me that's what allows me to sleep at night is knowing that we've got an incredible community and everyone uses our service for different reasons that's awesome man um so you had mentioned so i kind of related with that a little bit is always having some kind of uh you know side business going on or always having a business but for me these businesses were always like either digital they were online they um you know, it, maybe it was just me selling information or something like that. But mm-hmm. for you, and it kind of sounds like you had a very similar experience. Have, what has been sort of the challenge of now you've got a storefront that you manage that with hours and staff and equipment and toilet paper and things like that? Have you have you noticed a difference between those two types of businesses? Yeah, I, I think I think there's a big difference, and you know, I love having a physical facility. Um, and I love having some place where I, I have to show up every day. You know, I working from home. You know, it's it's been great, but but it's um, one of those where you just get burnt out after a while. Mm-hmm. And now having a physical home, I can always escape to it. I can always go home. I can always um, you know leave here and and do what you know I need to do. Um, but having a place where people come in every day or five to six times a day is, is, is awesome. That's great, man. So um, you mentioned earlier about uh, people, like you're a guy that's always had, you know, great ideas and you, you've always been this idea guy, but you've always needed the people around you to kind of execute on these things. Uh, tell me a little bit about the team that you had in place or maybe currently have in place that, yeah. that are helping you execute on Turbine. Definitely. Uh, I mean, we have, you know, I have a business partner, Adam Fernandes, who, who's our head coach. Um, with that, he, we have um, a total of 10 coaches, including him, myself, and my wife. And, you know, I don't have all the answers. But, like, I, I've just always been very creative when it comes to events, always been very creative when it comes to you know, fun things to do. But it, it, it takes a team to actually make those things happen. And, and the beauty of our team is, you know, people ask me about how our coaches are. You know, hands down, I think our coaches are, are the best of the best. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I own the place, but the way that they go above and beyond to help our membership 
the way that they work with me, which is not always the easiest thing to do, and, and take my ideas and help make them reality has just been incredible. And I think that that's what it really comes down to. You know, you have to surround yourself by people who realize your vision, realize what you want. And if that vision's just for, you know, a wine and wad, great. But if that vision's also for a company, awesome. But we've, we've been very fortunate to surround ourselves with some very intelligent people, some very dedicated people that, you know, I call great friends now. How have you and Adam developed sort of clear lines of responsibility and communication? Or, or maybe you're still doing that in real time. But have you, did you guys like set out like, Adam, this is your department, Stefan, this is yours? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Adam and I are, are two very different individ- individuals. You know, Adam's role from day one in this business is to create a, the coaching programs. So our, all of our members, all of our coaches that come on board had to go through really a six-month grasshopper program. We, it's an internship. Uh, then usually about a five-month assistant coaching program. And if, if we deem ready, then they get the black shirt. So it goes from blue shirt, red shirt, black shirt. You know, Adam created that entire structure, which is a huge task in itself. Um, uh, do you mind if we like pause for a minute? I want to like chat through that a little bit because that's a really interesting concept that I don't think uh, you know many gym owners are really utilizing to its full potential. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's one of the things that really pisses me off about the, the CrossFit world. You know, mm-hmm. just because I, I get a L one does not mean that I should be a coach. And that that is just my thought. Anybody can read and retain and sit for a weekend and take a test and pass it. Does that qualify you as a coach? No, but it helps you learn the methodology, the movements, everything like that. The learn the learning comes very hands-on. And so, you know, I, I, I've probably been approached 30 times by people via email or Facebook message or something like that saying, hey, I got my L1, I, I want to be a member. I mean, I want to be a coach. Great. Come be a member for six months. If you prove yourself to our, our membership, then you know we'll start you in the grasshopper program. But you know, it, yes, it does take longer to to build coaches. But you know that the coaches that you you bring on are totally respected by the community. The community sees the blood, sweat, and tears of that that they've put into growing to those different levels. But also, they, they've learned a ton. Like you know, there's homework involved. There's there's Showing Adam and I how to move. There's there's a lot that is involved with this program. So that's awesome. So, it, go ahead. I, I, no, I think that's a great. Pro- I also like the idea of like the different colored shirts, sort of that public recognition. Yeah, of, definitely of his advancement. That that just really resonates with me. Um, so back to your sort of clear lines of responsibility between you and Adam. So it sounds like Adam is managing the the training, the, the classes, the coaches, and things like that. and Foundations, yeah. Yeah, so w- where does that leave you? Where does that leave your sort of clear lines of, of responsibility? Like, my, my role is member development. Um, my role is, you know, the growth of the business, the growth of the membership. My role is the operations, a lot of the behind the scenes. Um, my role is to get our name out there in the community, in the, in the community that supports us um, you know, we have to support them. So my role is to have a good image for the business itself. 
So what do you think some of the are some of the skills that you brought from your other professional experience and businesses that you bring into this role? I think uh, just just being a salesman, like just, I mean, selling myself, selling people who have no clue about what CrossFit is. Like, you know, I'm not a big guy. I'm five nine, one seventy five, sometimes one eighty five. Don't sell um, yourself short. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I I tell people, I'm like, oh, people think CrossFit's so intimidating until they see me. You know, and it's like, oh, CrossFit's not that intimidating. You know, with with Glassman's, you know, article the other day on CNBC, like, you know, we can build this program for, you know, for someone in a retirement home or for an Olympian. And it's just getting people in the door is, is what I think I've been very good at. You know, one of the things that I've always pushed for is to build great relationships and never burn bridges. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've, feel like I've done very well um, and hope to get better at. So. You had mentioned that one thing that you bring to the table is that you're a salesman and this is something you have experience in. Now, I would imagine there's also gym owners out there that hear you say the word sales and yeah. they probably get a, a, a weird feeling or like something yeah. in their gut feels weird. I mean, what would you say to that person? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not... A used car salesman. I don't, I don't mean any offense to any used car salesman out there, but you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm not pushy. Um, I just listen. You know, I, I talk to people and I listen. And you know, one, one of the things that I've done, um, kind of a weird marketing plan I had, uh, is my wife travels 48 of the 52 weeks. Uh, when she travels, a lot of times I would go to this restaurant. And I'd go to the same restaurant every time, usually get a glass of wine. Um, but, you know, I got to know the bartender. I got to know the staff, got to know the owners. So every time I went and I would sit down or sit down next to someone, the, the bartender would introduce me as the owner of CrossFit Turbine. And then from there, I would just sit there and talk to the person. You know, I, I'd always give them a business card. And, you know, it's kind of a stupid idea, but it worked. And, you know, we've probably gotten six to ten members that way um but like it's it's really it's not sales it's more just being a, a good person like i'm not a meathead you know i'm not going to the regionals i'm not you know the weakest person in the world but like i just i just listen and listening is more sales to me than anything else that's a, that's a really interesting perspective but let's be honest are you just trying to write off that wine bill <laughs> I am. I am. Adam's like, what is this? I'm like, hey, don't worry. I think we got another one. Uh, no, it, it, it's been it's been fun. I mean, now she's not traveling that much right now, so I don't I don't get to do that often. It's yeah. better having her home though. <laughs> so um, I I really like the idea that you brought up this idea of, of relationships because really that's kind of the main focus of today's episode is to talk about how can you take relationships that you've created with the community at large, with other businesses, with sponsors, with charities, and really begin to leverage those relationships in your business and in your events. So, um, Steph, and I know that you are, you're really organized in how you talk with other businesses. Uh, I don't know if that's coming out right, but you're really good at developing strategic partnerships. Mm -hmm. I would say, I would identify that as one of your skill set. So uh, for the gym owner out there that has this inclination that, hey, I need to begin to develop partnerships in my community, you know, what we would call business development, where's a good place for that gym owner to start? Um, 
really just kind of dissect the community. You know, we, we, we've worked with um, companies all around from restaurants to um, a doggy daycare to, to anybody, you know. And <clears throat> you really, first, I think you really have to step back and say, what am I trying to do? You know, am I, am I trying to put an event on just for CrossFit athletes? Well, a, a bank's not going to be interested in that, you know, a local. But, like, really put what you're trying to do, kind of put it down on paper and kind of sit back and look at your community and think, ah, oh, there's a running store down the road, you know. Maybe if I approach them by giving, you know, um, them a table at this event, you know, they might be up for that or you know just just things just straightforward thinking just the event creation of the events first and then from there you kind of just you know figure out who would who would want to be involved you'd mentioned a doggy daycare like how do you tie that a doggy daycare into what you're doing like what does that have to <laughs> you know what does doggy daycare have to do with thrusters yes it has to do a lot with thrusters <laughs> um but no, this this doggy daycare is literally in the in our backyard. Um, it, it's it's a crazy place. They actually sleep in beds with all these dogs. Like it's crazy, but they're very <laughs> successful. Um, but you know, when members come for an hour, you know, why not give our members a little bit of a discount and allow them to drop their dogs off for an hour, play with the other dogs, and, and do that? And, you know, that's a way that they can get their name out there. You know, for the, for a competition that we've got we got going on in three weeks, um, they're going to have stuff in our athlete bags, and you know that's just a relationship that it's still fairly new, but a relationship that we want to grow. And I'm yeah. sure one that the interesting thing is, I would if I think about your membership, I would imagine that uh, your members, you know, that target demo falls well within their target demo as well. Yeah, exactly. Safe to say that? Yeah. I think that a lot of people would be surprised at how many businesses like that are actually out there if they really began to dig dig into it a little bit more. And it's and it's not going to take a lot of money. You know, it's not so every member, every one of our members, there's there's a restaurant in downtown Wheaton, which is just this town over. Great restaurant. It's called Giamia. You know. They give us ten every single one of our members ten percent off every meal. We have hundreds of cards that all they need to do is bring them, and they get ten percent off their meal. Like that's huge, you know. And you know, and of course, they're going to have that extra glass of wine. They're going to have that dessert because now they've got, you know, the ten percent off. And you know, they when we host member nights out, you know, as a thanks for them doing that, we go there, and that's a big bill. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, it's just, just being thankful of those who help you. And if you, if you can pay them back in some way, they love that. So let's talk about partnerships as it relates to events. So, Stefan, let's say you've got an event coming up and you want to make, create as much value around this particular event as possible. And a really great way to do that is to solicit sponsorship so how would you go about mm-hmm. beginning to get sponsors and other businesses on board to to help you in the promotion of your event i mean the first thing i do is i look at who i sell you know cinderella paleo okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna call them 
uh, uh, SFH, a stronger, faster, healthier. I'm going to call them pure former. I'm going to call them, you know, and it's, and those people, uh, what we're actually going to start working with another uh, protein company called You Are the Answer Protein. You know, those are people who, you know, are more than willing to be a part of this. Um, but also, there, there, there are companies that aren't so much visible in, in, in the CrossFit world, but, but also want to help. You know, that restaurant that I mentioned, you know, they're, they're donating some stuff. There's a clothing company called Infinite Clothing. Um, they're going to give some coupons. Reebok has been just incredible to us since day one that we opened that you know they're going to give gifts to they're pretty much going to clothe with outfits for the first second third place teams that that win this this competition and it's not that I'm like a master salesman I just reach out and talk to them and these are relationships that I've had since day one and I don't take advantage of them I don't ask them for a lot uh, Fit Aid's another one Killcliff's another one um just great companies to work with that truly appreciate the affiliate owners themselves and, and know what we go through on a daily basis. I, I've always thought this, that like, it, it's hard to build a tribe. You know what I mean? Like you've got this tribe of dedicated members that are really loyal to the turbine brand. And mm-hmm. that took a lot of, of work, a lot of time and a lot of money on your part, mm-hmm. you know, and they trust you. And I think that, I know that I certainly underutilize that, you know, like having the confidence to go and be like, hey, guess what, FitAid, like we sell a ton of your stuff, a ton of people love you because we've created this tribe. How about you step up and, you know, let's, I mean, obviously I wouldn't use that language, but like, hey, do you want to be a part <laughs> of this event? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that, that we undervalue what we as gym owners have built, wouldn't you totally. say? Totally. One hundred percent, and I mean, I know we we talked sales earlier. I mean, we're all salesmen. We're, we're selling every day. Like we're selling these people on doing a crazy ass workout. You know, we got to sell them on that. Uh, but like a lot of the times, it just it just comes to me like like anybody else. Like I'll get a soliciting phone call, and you know, I, one that I haven't screened, and and I'll just talk to the person. And the person, if he's with he or she's with a great company. No, I'll throw it out there. Like you want, you want my business. Well, here's what I'm doing, and I would love to introduce you to your product. I love your product, um, but you know, I'd also give you an opportunity to get into in front of 150 new new clients, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And who's not going to jump on that? Exactly, exactly. So let's back up here. So I, you've got an event coming up, Stefan. How far out do you start reaching out to your sponsors? Um. The event is on May 21st. We actually have two events. We have the okay. May 21st event, which is like an intra-box competition. So it's, it's about five boxes all outside each other's markets. Then the, the reason we chose those boxes were just great communities um, and just great athletes and great coaching. Um, I would start really putting it on paper five months down the road. Because mm-hmm. um, especially this time frame, because once the, the open hit, your head's nowhere but thinking about the open. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'd start putting on paper, figuring out which boxes we're going to use or we're going to invite, and um, just reach out to them and say, hey, just, put, just want to get this on your radar. This is what we're doing. 
Uh, we're, we're still a fairly new gym, um, but yeah, I would say get it on the radar and then every month just kind of give an update. But reaching out to the actual products themselves, that's happening from three months on till yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three months on until the last day someone could mail something and us get it. Um, but, you know, if it arrives late, it arrives late. Yeah. As, you, as you begin to reach out to sponsors, both like locally and products that are that are not in your area, like how many no's for every yes are you getting? I have not received a no. <laughs> <laughs> you must not be doing a video call with them then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I haven't received a, a single no. And I think it just all the all the way that you present it. If you, you don't demand it. Like just say, hey, like we're we're doing an event. We'd love to have you a part of it. We love your product. Um, you know, what can, what can we do to make this work? And then yada, 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 two days later, the product shows up with a thank you. And, you know, here's some, here's some stuff for your judges as well, you know, which is great. Have you ever asked a sponsor to help promote your event at all? Um, I have not actually, I have, I'm sorry. When we first opened, um, we wanted to do a grand opening that, that wasn't like any other fitness facilities grand opening it wasn't like let's see how many how much weight we can lift or, or you know we we wanted to do it different we wanted to kind of separate ourselves from our local competition so we did a fundraiser for saint jude um and we had um, crossfit hq actually put something out there for us uh saint jude continued to put something out there for us and, and our goal was five thousand dollars we raised over thirteen thousand dollars Wow. And a lot, a lot of that was, and it wasn't just people who attended, you know, it was people that St. Jude sent some stuff out and from all over the country. And it was just incredible to see. And I think that's really what established us as this, that type of box from day one. And the, the word spread and, you know, it's, it, I think that's probably one of our greatest successes so far. But yeah, St. Jude and, and CrossFit helped. Um, I think a few other companies that that helped as well. Like for that one, we we did like a little a raffle. I reached out to all the um, big names: Spieler, you know, um, Andrea Ager, Kalipa. Um, I forgot. There's a few more, and all of them sent stuff. Not a single person said no. Lauren Fisher was the other one, and you know, they're just they're great people. Mm-hmm. So it all just comes down to asking. So you mentioned a fundraiser. So when you think about doing an event, I really like this idea of really compounding the effect of doing an event. You've got all these people out here doing something. They're in the same room together. They're doing the same activity. And it's like, how can we compound the, you know, both the reach of this event and the benefit? And I, I personally think that doing something charitable, doing some kind of fundraiser, is a great way to do so. So how, what was your experience in partnering with some kind of charity to, to do an event? It was great. It, it was absolutely great. I mean, they, they took care of the systems as, as far as people could go on to. They created a link so that we, we could market using that link, and they would go on and they would um, select. You could pay right there. Every week we would get some a spreadsheet so that we know how many people are competing. Uh, was this just a donation or was this a sign-up to compete? Um, yeah, I mean, they, it, it's, it's just a great experience. And it all comes down to finding the right one, you know? 
You know, I, I've loved working with St. Jude. Everybody knows St. Jude. No kid should ever go through what those kids have to go through. And, you know, fortunately, $13,000 is pennies to them, mm. you know. But they still put a lot of time in helping us. Mm. So, and so how, do, how do you go about choosing uh, charities to partner with? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's one of those things. We're, I, we truly believe and, and, and appreciate the service that our men and women do that serve this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there are no stronger people in the world to me than, than those individuals. And that's usually the, the, the main direction where, where we're going to go. Um, we've, got a, um, we've got a couple members who are part of the Sheepdog, Sheepdog Impact Assistance Program. That's a, that's a great program. We're, our Memorial Day MRF, um, we t- decided to change it up a little this year and, and not give to a charity, but find a family who um, lost their son in Afghanistan and just donate money, raise money for them to allow them to use it however they please, be it a vacation, be it dinner, or if they want to give it to a charity, that's their choice. They're actually going to give it to Fisher House, which is a local local place that works with uh, wounded soldiers to get them back on track. But um, a lot of it will be, you know, service based. Um, and you know, I'm a strong, I'm also a strong believer that if you throw enough money at cancer research in the right direction, we're going to find a cure for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and those are those are two things that we feel very strongly about, and, and in turn, we're going to support. So let's let's use um, you know kind of wrapping up to to bring it to a really tangible level. I'd like to use your Murph event that you have yeah. coming up as an example of how we can both leverage um, you know uh, sponsorships and mm-hmm. how we can um, leverage like goodwill and charity as well to really create a very robust event for everybody. So, yeah. so walk us through what this MRF event is going to look like for you. So this MRF event is going to be a little bit different than, than past year's MRF events. Um, you know, we're going to have the people that do it RX. Um, we're also going to have a scaled version because, you know, this family is going to bring their friends. Um, and we want them to do the workout, but we want them to do it in, in a safe manner. So there's going to be a highly scaled version of the workout. Uh, we're also going to do a kid's version. Um, so, so really just make it a, a family affair. We're going to cook out afterwards, have beers, you know, and just you know, celebrate the, the life of Sam Watts, who's the, the soldier who, who passed in Afghanistan. Um, but, you know, one of the coolest things I've done in a long time was reach out to that family and just talk to them about what I wanted to do. Um, and actually, to, to backtrack, one thing every affiliate owner should, should be comfortable with is asking their members if they have any ideas. And I think that is huge. And so I had this idea. I didn't know where to even start. Um, but one of our, our members, now assistant coach, was like, well, my family's good friends with this family. And right there, it just, just it started. And mm-hmm. you know, a day later, this family's on board. Two days later, this, this, the, son, the brother is emailing me, thanking me about how much this means to him and his family. And that's just from our membership, you know? I wouldn't have found this family if it wasn't from them. But, yeah, it, it's going to be 9 a.m., running heats at every 30 minutes. Um, I'll, I'll be going for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but we'll, we'll have two clocks running. Um, we'll have, you know, we're probably going to get some, the coaches done first so that they can just kind of run the program after that. But we'll have people doing ring rows with people who are doing a more scaled version. And then we'll have like a little fun kids wad. And then we'll just open the grill and start grilling. What, um, what kind of sponsorships did you get for this event? Uh, I, I actually haven't gotten any sponsorships. I've, I've gotten, um, I wouldn't say sponsorships. I've gotten a few restaurants to donate meals, mm-hmm. uh, donate dinners for this family. Uh, because I know that they're going to they're going to donate this money that we give them to to a charity, and I want them to get something out of it. And you know, if I approach a restaurant or, or someplace and tell them what I'm doing, and they, for example, this event, and they say they don't they're not interested, well, that that company's dead to me for for a program like this, and you not be interested, that, that's absurd. But I don't think I'll run into that. But like everyone's willing to open their their wallets for this family who who has been through hell and back. Um, but yeah, the two restaurants is, is pretty much all I've done. Um, mm-hmm. we, we set a 15 minute, $15 minimum donation for the event. Um, we have, I think five, we had, we received first five donations and we're at $400. Nice. You know, p- people are opening the checkbook and it's great to see. And we really hadn't started promoting it yet, but we're going to start doing that next week. So I'll see that number climb pretty fast. That's really cool. So after you do an event, Stefan, what is that follow-up like afterwards? It's like a, it's more of a, like a debrief. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what did we do? What did we do right? What did we do wrong? How, how can we fix it? Um, how can we make it better? Um, and you know, with the people that are doing the scaled version or, or CrossFitters, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely reach out to them and email and just thank them. Um, and I'm, I'm going to ask that the, the family just kind of write a quick thank you to everybody, and I can send that in an email to everyone who participated. Awesome. So, um, Stefan, I think you gave us a lot of great tips. I really like the example of how you're using Murph this year to really bring together other community partners, get your gym involved in this with this family, and really bringing this family and supporting this family. With sort of like yeah, almost it all heart. comes down to supporting yeah. the community that supports us. Yep. And if we don't do that, we won't be around long. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, that's a good point. So, Stefan, um, if we're if a if a gym owner out there right now is listening to this and they're thinking, all right, I do events, I do competitions, but it's you know I don't know if you're anything like me, but I, I probably get asked to promote somebody's competition on a weekly basis, if not two times a week. There's just, there's yeah. competitions, there's events galore. Um, I, I personally believe that thinking about uh, charity beneficiaries and sponsorships and partners is a really great way to begin to differentiate your particular event from the totally. rest of the noise. Uh, how can the gym owner out there begin to chip away at making their event special? What's like step number one? Yeah, I mean, step number one is just, just to use your heart, <laughs> you know? Step back and be like, how do I separate myself from the, the competition? You, you look at a lot of these competitions that, that are going on weekly, twice a week, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy the amount of them. Um, and, you know, how do you differentiate yourself? The way you differentiate yourself is be yourself. Mm. Like, let's, let's figure out a plan to... to Get companies in here that aren't at every single competition. Um, find a way, like 
for example, for our competition, you know, in order to attend, everybody has to bring a canned food item for a local um, food pantry. You know, I posted that this morning, and that thing's been shared 10 times, and it's got 20-plus likes on this private Facebook event page. You know, it's just things like that. Just They're simple. Just sit down, use your heart, and, and just think it through. Yeah. I dig it, man. Stefan, um, dude, I really appreciate the time. And I actually, more than your time, I appreciate you keeping your shirt on through this entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's mesh. You can't see that. It's mesh. (laughs) Awesome. Stefan, have a great rest of your week, man. and, uh, And thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Matt. This was fun. 